thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 39 Oh, how thy worth with manners may I sing, when thou art all the better part of me. What can mine own praise to mine own self bring? And what is but mine own when I praise thee? Even for this, let us divided live, and our dear love lose name of single one. But by this separation I may give that due to thee which thou deservest alone. O absence, what a torment wouldst thou prove, were it not thy sour leisure gave sweet leave to entertain the time with thoughts of love, which time and thoughts so sweetly doth deceive, and that thou teachest how to make one twain by praising him here who doth hence remain. That was Sonnet 39. There's lots of ains in, in that, as in the end of words, ains. Um, I am Mark Chesley, and, and we're going through all of uh, Shakespeare's sonnets, and I'm joined, as always, by... He looks slightly worried and pensive at the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm secretly doing research in the background. <laughs> ah, that would be why. And, and you are? Who are you? I, I am... My, my name is uh, Thierry. Excellent, excellent. We've just we've just been having a conversation about languages and I was almost expecting him to do that in some language I've never heard of. <laughs> like like you said Maori, you can do Maori. I I know like a few bits and phrases. I uh, Can you say um, my name is Thierry? I, I can't remember. That. I know how to say I love you in Maori. Go on. I'm not sure why. Kaitearua aukiakue. Oh, that's quite a complex sentence for I it's, love you. Yeah. It's a very complex they have you know how English has singular and plural? Yes. Maori also has dual. So, so if there's two people, it's a different form than the rest if there's more than two people. So it's they there's a form one, for one, a form for two, and two, a form for, and a more, form than for two. more than two. Wow. Which yeah. That doesn't sound like the most efficient language in the world. It's it's a very very old language. I mean, it's like Welsh. It just it hasn't really changed that much for thousands of years. And my favourite thing about Welsh and and French, they have this in, in in French as well. Is there's a commission who meet once a year or over six months and go these new words. We need these words in our language. What, what words should we give them? And they just make up French <coughs> words and, and Welsh words. And and that's why Wales ends up with weird things like the word for ladder and the word for school being exactly the same. And and things like microwave, microwave in Welsh is pop popty ping, popty yeah. ping, which is they oh, have my, awesome. my microdon, I think, is an official word for microwave. But yeah, everyone most calls people, it popty ping. Yeah, popty ping. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, it happens though. They have it in Maori as well. They work for book because they didn't have books before the English came. They took the the English word book, but then they twisted it slightly round, okay. and it became puka puka, puka puka, which. Which just it, it, weird. That's cool though. See, uh, language is awesome. This is I I want to do a, a a proper interview with you on my other podcast, which I haven't started yet. But we will, we will. Um, uh, Sonnet thirty nine. I'm not quite sure what this one is about because I was just reading it and without paying any attention to what the words were saying. Um, so you you've done some research well, the, the, just the now. A little bit of research that I just did in those. Uh... The hours in preparation for this podcast. I have the stacks of paper here. Yeah. Apparently, it's a response to Sonnet 36, okay. which we did a while ago, which started with, let me confess that we two must be twain, although our undivided loves are one. Okay, yes, that makes sense. So it's, it's this is sort of, yeah, Shakespeare's 
giving sort of a considered response here a couple of sonnets later okay so this one i mean it starts uh how thy worth with manners may i sing when thou art the better part of me so how how can i how can i say how wonderful you are when when when, when we should be yeah yeah when together. you are you are the best of me i'm guessing there's a sort of element of i can't truly say how wonderful you are because i'm going to sound incredibly big headed because in essence that's, that's basically our feeling i got from this one yeah yeah that's... I'm going to be arrogant if I tell people how wonderful you are. Which, yeah, what can mine own praise to mine own self bring? Yeah, so uh, in, in this, Shakespeare's operating as if they are one one thing. They are so in tune that they, they live as one. But then he, he, he sort of changes half... Uh, well, the, the last... Um, the third stanza, when he goes, Oh, absence, what a torment wouldst thou prove... Were it not thy were it not thy sour leisure gave sweetly, so he's basically saying, but I can't be away from you either to praise you because that that would be too painful. Yeah. So he's sort of stuck in this dilemma. He he can't praise him because then he's an arrogant Someone's poet yeah. person. Yeah. And and he can't be away from him because that would be an unbearable pain as well. Yeah, it's quite nice. This one, going back, it's slightly more deep. I think I've talked before about, is it Plato's... We're just Fifth? taking it more seriously. No, no, no. I, 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 like, I like the deep, the deeper sonnets. Um, but I, this one seems to have more elements of, I, and I've talked about it before, is it Plato's Symposium? The idea that love comes because we're trying to find our other half, because we're actually creatures with four legs and four arms and two heads, or two faces, and we've been split in half because we pissed off the gods. Um, so that's why we're searching. So it, it it's like I suppose I, I, things like that I think would have been in people's consciousnesses a bit more consciousnesses a bit more than they are now. Um, just because I mean Shakespeare definitely takes a lot of Greek tragedy and a Greek influence into his work, and so yeah, once you've found your other half and you've become whole, you would never want to split up again, would you? That, and I guess that's coming into this for for it would nothing could drive you apart because you're essentially become complete i mean that's I, we pro, people today possibly wouldn't get the greek references but it's still something that we can really it's some still the same feeling today when you found your other half yes you, you just at at least during the initial 18 months to three years where you are completely in love and you have that sort of everything is pink and the world is happy and pigs can fly in sort of worlds you just i'm detecting a bit of cynicism here <laughs> it only lasts just, for three just, years just a little bit enjoy it well, while you just... can <laughs> well the, the, the actual being infatuated with someone eventually fades and then it, it, it turns well if you're lucky it turns into routine a, a, a deeper lo- <laughs> it turns into you're just you're just you just start to tolerate the other person and you just starts <laughs> That's not where I was going with it. You but wake okay. up in the morning, you give them a wake up kiss, you have a shower, yes. you go to work. It just becomes part of your normal routine. <laughs> and that's why you get But then annoyed. again that then Sorry. You could, you could say that at that point you, you basically you are one because the other person is just it's just there. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You, you you are that one person. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a fair. I, I like that idea, and and that that makes sense in the terms of this sonnet that he doesn't want to separate, and it makes sense that he doesn't want to praise the fair youth too much because if they are one, it's essentially self praise, which is 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 arrogance. So yeah, that that makes perfect sense. It does get. I mean, if you have couples who are freshly in love and they just talk about each other, and you just go, ah, oh, just shut up, just. I know the other person is the most wonderful being you have ever come across, but just uh, hang up the phone and just... You'll be like that at some point. You'll be on here before the end of the sonnets gushing about some girl you've met. Oh, God. Please kill me if that happens. (laughs) No, I'm going to celebrate it and I'm going to point you back to Sonnet 39. That's what I'm going to do. Just, just laugh at me, and yeah, we start again. When you're in love, we start all the sonnets again, and you'll be there going, "I love it. It's so wonderful. This, it's like Shakespeare seeing into my soul." And it'll be a completely different outlook. I have no soul. <laughs> that, that was my impression of you, by the way. Did you like it? It's, it's... It was very whiny, and yeah. <laughs> oh, I like having fun. I still see you as like a teenager. You, you could be a good teenager. Um, oh God, <laughs> I I'm like three years away from thirty now. I'm not really. I can't wait for thirty. Thirty is going to be such a good age uh, to be. I'm going to have the biggest crisis of my life when I turn thirty. <laughs> you're going to buy a sports car. You're going to go out with floozies. You're going to buy a leather jacket. Start dating twelve year olds. <laughs> I yeah no don't I stop you doing yeah. that. Yeah, I know. I don't want to. They just. Uh, I mean, even if I look at freshers now, I just go. They're so oh, young. Okay. How does that work? It is disgusting. You, I, I went back to my uni, old uni the other day and had a look around, and I was like, everyone here's a baby. Why are they all so young? It pretty, I mean, I live in a university town. It's just students here, and I live quite close to Cotes still, which is just a student area for those people who don't know Cardiff. And oh. God, it. I don't. You see, like very small, tiny young people in pubs, and you go, "How are you allowed to drink legally?" That's <laughs> not. Go home. Uh, have you Have you not got a bedtime? <laughs> yeah. The sad thing is, is they can probably drink more than you and stay up later than you. That's, that's the really. Yeah, that's the annoying bit. They can cope with more. Oh God. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, so the the sonnet, the sonnet, we we we've kind of cracked it in the sense that it's all about being one person and Shakespeare don't want to be conceited and don't want to slip up. Yeah, we've done it. Sonnet thirty nine done, kind of. <laughs> the, uh, oh, we'll have people shout at us. Now you've missed all these bits that are important to the next couple of sonnets. Probably, probably. I I. I the the second half of it starts going a bit weird in my head. Oh, absence, what a torment that would prove were it not thy sour leisure gave sweet leave to entertain the time with thoughts of love. So, were it not thy sour leisure gave sweet leave to entertain the time with thoughts of love. That seems backwards to me. I don't know whether it's just its phrasing or... What does that wait? What a torment would thou prove? Were it not thy sour leisure gave sweet leave to entertain the time with... I'm not quite sure about that tenth line. Were it not thy... Yeah. I guess sour leather, sour leisure just basically means a bad time. 
Yes. Gay sweet leaf to entertain the time. Thoughts love which time and thoughts so sweetly doth deceive. So it, I, it gets very dense towards the end, and and my brain isn't working fast enough to unpack it on the fly, um, which is unfortunate because that makes this this sonnet sound a bit pants. Sorry, everyone, this podcast is going to sound a bit pants compared to the others. My brain not working, and and Thierry looks a bit confused. No, I'm just I'm just trying to make sense of this. I just keep reading these lines, and I just go, I sort of know what he means, but I can't quite. I yeah. I think he's saying that the the torment is unbearable, but what makes it bearable is that I is the sweet leave I get when I think thoughts of love. That's what that that makes sense. I've got, but the the phrasing of it and the way it's constructed makes it very hard to to know for certain. I think. And that and thou teachest how to make one twain, one twain by praising him here who doth hence remain. I guess that might be a, refer- a direct reference to uh, 36. Yeah. Because he starts that one with, let me confess that we two must be twain. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and that thou teachest how to make one twain, so I learn how to do that by praising him here who have who doth hence remain. It's it's. I think probably the first sonnet we've come across where there's probably a larger segment of it that needs more time than we have to to really unpack it. Hmm. I got by praising him here. We doth. Does that mean that he's here or that this is far away? I think far away is what I'm getting. So it's kind of saying. Yeah, that thou teachest how to make praising him. Here. Oh, okay, yeah, by praising him here, who doth hence remain. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm praising you here, and you're somewhere else. You're in Swansea. Yes, <laughs> yes. The 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 Swansea is the universal, not here, and and be thankful for. I don't, I, Be thankful if you're not in Swansea. I, I honestly don't mean that. If you live in Swansea, I, I think it's a lovely place. I, I, I mean, I know people from Swansea, and even they call it the pretty shitty city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless Swansea. It's just, oh, bless Swansea. It's just the whole, Cardiff got the assembly, and so they went, money, money in Cardiff, do everything. And, and then Swansea was there going... Hello! I'm also quite a big city on the south coast of Wales. Hello! Yeah. And Newport was kind of going, oh, I'm just going to steal some money from Cardiff. Because, you know... And they haven't really done anything with it. Yes. Newport is such an ugly place. <laughs> has... I mean, I apologise to anyone who lives in Newport. I'm, I'm sure there's nice people there and everything. But it just every time I drive through... Because I take the coach to London on a fairly regular basis. And it just every time I go through with it, I just go, I couldn't... I can't live here. It just uh, even the bits where they 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 tried to make it pretty, and they have those river banks that just look fairly, I don't know, muddy and dirty. And you just go, I go, ah, it just no. If you live in Newport, just get out. Get out. Go to to Cardiff. Isn't that far? Or go to London. Just just go somewhere nice. (laughs) Go to Swansea. 
<laughs> go to Swartz. Well, the Gower is quite nice. I really like the Gower. There's really nice places there. Wales is lovely. I love Wales. With new most most bits, I've I've seen some bits of. I mean, there's, there's places that aren't that nice. <laughs> What? There's, there's Ponty Pre. Oh, I love Ponty. Take that back. It's just Amazing with, architecture. With that massive dystopian police building. <laughs> and then the whole, you walk down the high street <coughs> and then you just raise your gaze upwards and you, you realise you're walking down this very old, very lovely town that's just been, had the soul of it destroyed by, by Thatcher. Evil Thatcher. Pretty much. It gets worse the further up you go with the valleys as well. Yeah. Wow, she closed down the mines. Uh, and which which needed to be closed. I'm not going to... I don't mind that. That's fine. Yeah, but well, she didn't do anything to uh, stop the economic downturn after that. She that's... just went, oh, we're going to shut it. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, no, no. Let's retrain all the miners. Let, let's move... Let, let's make programs to help them. No, it's just, yeah, you don't have a job today. Sorry. Oh, in fact, no, sorry. It was Margaret Thatcher. She probably didn't know the word. <laughs> Don't like Thatcher. Uh, I don't think let, anyone let, does apart from the uh, well Thatcherites. <laughs> let Let's call this one to an end because I think we're just showing our ignorance on this one. I think. Yeah, yeah, and pretty much. We We sorted this one. We We saw the meaning of this one, kids. Did yeah, you? Did, yeah. Did you it's, spot it's the? It's so thing? obvious. We didn't really want to go into it. Yeah. I mean, anyone who reads this will just go. Yeah, it's perfectly clear. Yeah, exactly. And therefore, we don't feel we should waste any more time on it. We made a cross-reference to another sonnet. I mean, that's yeah, that's fairly intellectual for you there. So yeah, what what more do you want? Yeah, yeah. I've decided it's the letter S that that um breaks your brain. By the way, you always seem to stumble on S's. It just I'm not sure what it's because uh, you have S and TH and TH can pronounce can be pronounced differently and. Uh, you for some reason you ha- you only pronounce the letter S in one. You only have a strong S, do you? It's always. What's a strong it's S never sound? It's always. What would a strong S sound like? Well, the way you pronounce the S in English is always. S- yeah. Us. That's sing. But but there's yeah. That's the only sound that letter makes. It can't make another no. sound in English. Yeah, but. Like what? what? There's also the sound. Z- that's yeah. that's that's the noise that flies make that's, when that's they're flying. Sound that's fairly common in Germanic languages. Oh no, we don't have that. We we don't have that one. Because that would be very odd. I'm stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't work. Yeah. It's fun to say, but no. <laughs> right, you go. You go. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna read this one because otherwise we'll just yeah. a few moments sleep while you read yours on it. <laughs> and there he leads backwards and actually. Wow. It's, I've got to just take a screenshot here so we can... Uh... <laughs> Mark asleep. I don't know if you can hear me, uh, so I don't know if my microphone's clever enough. That's... Uh, I mean, we can post this on the block later on. <laughs> Where's the screen? Uh, this is... Uh, this is For anyone listening, um, just, just go on... Uh, the in in your entertainment website, I'm sure Mark will put this up and look all pretty lying backwards on this gym. <laughs> right, so, sonnet thirty nine. 
Oh, how thy worth with manners may I sing when thou art all the better part of me. What can mine own praise to mine own self bring? And what is but mine own by the... the but, uh, <sighs> Told you it was the S's. It, it's more the... Uh, it's yeah, see, it's got an S sound there. It, it, uh, it's the apostrophe T that got me. Okay. Rather than the S itself. And what is but mine own when I praise thee? Even for this, let us divide live, and our dear love lose name of single one that bis- b- 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 that by this separation I may give that due to thee which thou deservest alone. O oh, absent, what a- O oh, absence, what a torment wouldst thou prove were it not thy sour leisure gave sweet leave to entertain the time with thoughts of love which time and thoughts so sweetly doth deceive. And that thou teachest how to make one twain by praising him here who doth hence remain. There's a lot of very annoying S and TH in this one. There, there are. That, yeah, the, just... For the record, that was Sonnet 39 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter by going to at Nufkin. And I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we will see you again next time for Sonnet number 40. Speak to you later. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.